Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Modern Man podcast. Today, I have with me another very special guest, as always, uh, Mr. Craig Barlow, with the best name ever, <laughs> Naked Mountain Man. Um, <laughs> I came across him on social media, and I was like, that sounds like my kind of guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've got to have a chat. Uh, so, well, welcome, Craig. Thanks, buddy. Pleasure to be here. You're all the way over in sunny Malaga currently, aren't you? Yeah, it is sunny. It's super, super sunny. I'm jealous. It is pouring down with rain here, and I've got a little sunshine lamp on me to try and cheer me up and make me feel like I'm, like I'm over in Spain as well. <laughs> Getting myself ready. I've just booked my flight, so I'll be over soon. Going yeah. out, out, out after spending three months locked down in, uh, in my little apartment in Bristol. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to, to jetting over and hopefully we can meet up in real life. Yeah, sure, sure. So Craig, tell me, all right, the first question is the Naked Mountain Man. What, yeah. Like, how did you come up with that name? Is that what you really uh, did? It, to be honest, mate, it was one of those, uh, it was not really a, a sitting and going, oh, what funny, cool name could I put myself on social media? It was more of um, uh, when I had a couple of friends come over last summer um to stay like every time someone comes over i take him in the mountains and like we do shit in the mountains go adventuring and uh we went up to um, one of the mountains in malaga and uh, i was like uh sometimes like i do i was like just get naked on top of a mountain because it's fun <laughs> and um i was uh <laughs> stood on top singing r kelly i believe i can fly <laughs> and, uh and then uh, just for funds, and then like one of my, my mates said, "Is like, oh, it's like you like the Naked Mountain Man." I was like, "I fucking like that. I'm taking that." So it's actually one of my mates that kind of uh, dubbed the concept of it, and I was like, "That's fucking perfect." Give him a shout out, man. Let's give the guy some credit. Yeah, Callum, Callum, my mate Callum, he's actually coming over here. To, he's moving over here um, in two weeks because he's like he loved it. Like he came over last summer and like loved it that much. All the adventures in the mountains and that. He was like. Uh, I need to move there, so it's quite over. The naked mountain men. Yeah, yeah. So how did how did you get there? How did you end up there? Um, I know you used to be in the is it the, the navy? You're a navy chef. Yeah, that's right, mate. That's right. That's good as well because you, people usually like you say navy and people usually say army, and it's like no, navy. No, no, no. I'm well I'm well acquainted with uh, with the animosity, though. <laughs> <laughs> Not there's nothing wrong with it. It's just get it right. Um, well, how I got to Malaga, how I got to Malaga. Um, basically, yeah, kind of like leaving, leaving the Navy. And like me, for me, like adventure and, and play is something that's always been part, I think for me, of like a massive part of my kind of personality and this kind of like, um, like this kind of ethos of how to live. Yeah. And for me, the Navy was that. It's like I chose that. It's like I loved that. And it was like, I was like, I'm so like so much loved living that life and then decided to move on and then leaving and then coming back into like the, the real world, as you'll call it. City street. Yeah. It was like, it's like a different reality kind of thing. And it was just like, I uh, just didn't, it was like this whole thing of like, which a lot of service uh, leavers have, I think is like the, the feeling like not belong to something anymore. Like you're yeah. a bit lost and kind of, um struggling to kind of fit back in and like um mentally and emotionally having those like kind of uh quite big struggles which affects everything like um, work uh, relationships um like your own energy levels and kind of uh fulfillment all this sort of stuff and it was like a bit of a a bit of a tough time to say the least and kind of i kind of lost what i would say everything external that I was attached to as being who I was. And then that kind of sent me on this kind of bit of a path of like, uh, like a bit of a punch in the face and being like um, a bit of a, like kind of a wake up call. And then like, well, now all that's gone is like, how would you fucking go and, and, and live if it was like your choice from scratch? And it was like, huh, rather than sitting in a hole and being like, yeah, fucking depressed for years and that is just like well you've got to fucking sort this shit out so and and then it kind of came from that and like for me environment was the one of the most important things at that point and then um came across malaga and like came here and then it, stuff just started to kind of naturally flourish from there i love that question how would you like to live if it was your choice because it is 
funny that, isn't it? Like, you know, it's probably a question that we should ask ourselves fairly regularly. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. And for me, it's that it's about like true fulfillment. Again, having the contrast of like in the Navy, like loving that life. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it was like, yeah, it was tough. There was like certain mindset things that having to change and coming out that weren't useful anymore and stuff. But all in all, it was like, absolutely loved it. It was formed such a big part of me. And then having the contrast of coming out and just kind of seeing like how a lot of people are going through, through life. And that's not like a judgment thing. It's like an observation. It's just like, yeah. where are you really fucking truly fulfilled? Are you like living on purpose? It's like, you get one fucking go yeah. for a short blip of time. It's like, and it's like, what the fuck are you doing with it? And it's, it's just, and I remember asking these two questions of like, when I left, it was like the curiosity of like, huh, this new world of like, huh. It's like, there's no real kind of rules that I have to abide to so much now. I was like, yeah. so what's possible and what's my potential now? And it's kind of like, we'll go find out. Well, I, I think a lot of people, I mean, I work with guys who've been, come out of um, divorces and, and breakups and stuff like that. Mm. I have worked with a few service guys. I've also worked with, weirdly enough, I, I went through this period where I helped four or five young men who had um, who'd failed their, uh, their test to get into the, get into the army yeah. uh, they had to do a kind of retake and it'd fried their brains I've, I've worked with about four four young men through through that process and they've, they've all been accepted afterwards but i want to talk about the the stuff you said when you came out there was some stuff that you had to let go of that weren't wasn't serving you any, anymore what, what were those so basically this isn't going for all sailors by the way but there's like there's a stereotype of sailor right as well of like it's like uh, for me um, I was like, uh, I, I, I cheated on like every girlfriend I had, yeah. uh, um, up until like leaving and it was like, uh, and for me, I think being this, this like, I don't know if that's partly from the forces or just a personal thing. It's like, like having like a high moral standard for yourself yeah. is like, I think you tend to like beat yourself up a lot more around if you're going out of your values. And like, for me, okay. I had a lot of shame and guilt. Um, the deep shit for men, but shame and guilt um, buried in, in inside. And I kind of like, they started to come out as I left because I was outside of that environment now mm. and had the perspective outside. And it was kind of like this, all this shit started to come to the surface. And um, I kind of stopped drinking as well. Like there's a big drinking culture as well. Like, as soon as I left, it was just naturally. I didn't like, it wasn't a conscious thing. I just kind of like stopped. It's like, I, I, well, not teetotal, but I don't really drink that much. And it was just these, these, these behavior changes that kind of changed automatically that yeah. made me kind of realize that it's like, oh shit, how much of that was actually really me? Hmm. Uh, um, you know, because it's such a, such an intense environment that you are like kind of, like in society you are like brainwashed is like the same kind of thing in there, but not in a, yeah. in a, in a bad sense. It's just a peer group, isn't it? Like, you know, you've got to be, you've got to be in with the gang and, and you adopt the, the gang's behavior. It's a tight group, man. It's a tight group. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's like, but all these things. And then like, when I came out, it was this kind of like being disconnected from that. But like having that for, since I was at school, it was like, that's who I am. Right. The, I am, I used to get called Deirdre. Uh, Deirdre Barlow, like the fucking. <laughs> I have no idea why people would call you that, mate. <laughs> uh, I used to get called Deirdre, like, uh, but I was like the this the I was like Royal Navy chef is like that's my thing, like military is like that's my identity, and then coming out like one day not there anymore, yeah. and then behaviour starts to change is like like really losing this like connection with feeling like losing this connection with like who you actually are, like identity crisis thing, which is fucking scary. For sure. Um, and like not knowing who you can talk to about it. You don't feel like you can talk to your family or partner. So again, it's like my relationship deteriorated. Um, the business I just started went down, broke up, move out of the new house we just moved into. And it was just like, what the fuck is going on? It's just like, it's just everything just feels like it's falling apart. But sometimes that's exactly what needs to fucking happen. It's like where you think things are falling apart, it's only so actually is like what is actually really inside you trying to come out will start to come together. Yeah. Uh, um, but you don't, you don't see that at the time. 
you just see his fucking <laughs> shitty fucking yeah yeah um, i mean that's the link with the guys i work with in terms of the divorce and breakup that that identity that you have as a as a as a father and a husband and the, the set of rules and structure you become institutionalized in the, in the same way it's just you you're in this little hamster wheel of life going around get up have breakfast take kids to school go work come home have your dinner yeah. and you wake up 10 years later again how the hell how the hell did i get here um and then you've got a who am i what do i actually want what who am i without this identity and that's i've got a kind of process that i walk my clients through um the values vision goals and what's important to you what's important to you where where do you want to wake up in 10 years time going yeah i know how i got here um and then how are you going to get there so what was your what was your process for figuring all that stuff out um was there one (laughs) kind in a weird way i don't know if this is like a thing from like the military or not like again having that kind of mentality i think that that mentality was so important for me in that time of like feeling like i was a bit on my own it's like well okay then then kind of do it then you you just kind of get on by yourself although i did like i I was starting to work with mentors at that time yeah um for like more business type stuff mindset but then it was like ended up being all of this um instead which is actually for me is the most important shit it is that it's the for me it's always fucking internal always fucking internal that's just a reflection outside is just a reflection of that so um the process was it was that it was like i think now looking at luckily having all of that take like feeling like it was taken away and it was like hmm, it was like the process kind of was is it was kind of like well what the fuck do i want because having this like um real lust for like living and life and adventure and like, always having that high energy and like intense energy and like aliveness and it's just like that's the most important thing for me so it's like oh, funny. adventure i like it well it's like it's in there mate yeah it's in there for sure and like uh, an experience as well and it's like uh it's so i'm like okay it's like then what do i what do i fucking want like what's important to me what do i give a shit about like really and it's like none of this crap it's like the stuff that you're supposed to give a shit about and you're supposed to care about and you're supposed to go and do I didn't give a fuck about that. That was like new for me because it was like I'd spent my life in the Navy. So that was like a good thing. It's just like I came out and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. This isn't, this isn't for me, but like you, you kind of have this feeling of like where you feel kind of a bit depressed and down and heavy. And it's just like, you don't know what it is, but it's like, yeah, because it's like, you're not being true to yourself and living how you really fucking want to. And that's difficult. Like you say, if you've got, um, all these commitments and responsibilities and attachments, but like you were saying, like with like the the family man and like the the dad, the the husband and that is like yeah, but it's like for me is like that's why men need fucking purpose more than anything because it's like and it's not necessarily your wife and your kids. It's like an in like an inward purpose for you, and then everybody fucking benefits. Yeah. And for, listen, the, so what I figured out was, I mean, that was my initial thing when I, when I did m- my own work was that uh, the whole thing of, of fatherhood, my, my idea of it was about, um, in, what I figured out was my idea about was, was becoming the best man I could be and being a, being a role model and an inspiration for my kids. I do think though that some some dads do see it differently, and that's what I've come to realise when I think like fatherhood is super super important to some people, and that role is like one of their their fundamental things. And weirdly enough, after my divorce, fatherhood became I, I redid all my stuff, and actually fatherhood became much more important to me afterwards. Um, and that that role because it was then it was independent; it wasn't anything to do with yeah. the family or my wife or anything else like that. It was like okay, so what is actually really important to me? it is demonstrating to my children and how to be a father, but in my, in my own way, rather as part of, rather than part of this unit, which we are still a unit. We co-parent really, really well. Um, so I just want to go back again a minute because I've got one, one question. Why did you leave? Why did you leave the Navy then? Um, basically for me, this was very clear. It was like, I joined as a chef. I liked, I liked my job in the kitchen, being in the mix, being in the fucking, um, like the the messy crazy environment with the lads yeah. uh i liked that if i got promoted i would be more in an office 
writing reports yeah. and like still doing a bit of that, but like doing stuff that I was like, no, nah, that's not what I joined for. So, and like they tried to make me basically I did, I felt like I was like outgrown my, cause I like growth and like, um, um, progress. So it's like, is I outgrown it and they were trying to make me get promoted. I'm like, you can't because it's like, yeah. you have to have this, do this test. And I was like, I haven't done it. I'm not going to do it. So you can't make me get promoted. So it was like either stay in this where I'm like, kind of like, you know what? I'm a bit bored now. It's like, I don't feel challenged. Um, and it's like, I can feel my kind of standards dropping a little bit because I'm not really connected to it hmm. as much as I used to be. So it was like, okay, I'll fucking leave. Um, so I left. It's pretty great, isn't it? Because again, that's pretty, that's quite a common problem, isn't it? I'm sure you've come across it as well with your clients. They get they they start off doing a job that they love, but obviously progress for that, which everybody expects yeah. to get more money and progress. You're in this thing, and then you end up, especially like into management, and you stop doing the job, the parts that you enjoy doing. And a lot of people just yeah. do it because they're told you, and that's what's expected, and they're doing it for the money. But they end up losing part of themselves by stepping into a role that they never signed up for, and, and, and not not emotionally anyway, and spiritually, like they just they get. Yeah. It's, and I think that's the thing. I think that's the thing is like, for me is like, in like kind of realizing over time, going through all of that after, like afterwards, like I didn't realize it at the time, yeah. but it's like more about, I give a fuck more about um, feeling fulfilled and like enjoying what I do and having fun and like that adventure and that. And it's like, uh, and it's like, well, I don't want to do that shit. So it's like, I'm, I'm not going to go and get promoted. So it's like, well, you're left in a gap here of like, you know, that if you carry on, you're just going to be, feel a bit, because you are starting to feel unfulfilled because you're outgrowing this role. So it's like, okay, then I need a new challenge and then go and leave and, and, and do something else. So, um, and it was definitely not, I, don't, I was like, I don't want to leave and be a chef because like leaving the military and being at home is like, I don't want to work evenings and weekends. It's like worse than fucking uh, what it was before. So I had to have like a career change. So what, what happened then? Like, um, what was the, what was the decision? What did you try and, um, what was your business um well i started off as like uh, it was going to be it was going to be either firefighter or personal trainer okay uh, i went personal trainer and i worked at um in virgin gyms uh which was the actually i went first of all i went uh on a six-month adventure around the world on the left as like i said <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, doing all the all the amazing uh, crazy shit around the world that I wanted to do is just like okay gonna go do that with my uh, ex-partner and then um, came back and went straight away worked at Virgin Gyms um, for two years we're like great bunch of guys there like still very good friends with um, some of them now um, and then that I saw that as like a stepping stone I'm like well this isn't gonna be like I'm not gonna be here for five or ten years like some of the guys I'm like I'm a couple of years and I'm, I'm out it's like kind of get my direction with it yeah. which was um, I went down more the pain management route because like standing and watching somebody train in a gym for 12 hours is not really my uh, idea of, of, yeah. of work. So it was more, I went more down like, and I need to use my brain. So I went more down the neurological um, pain management side of things and like movement, uh, human movement and stuff. And like, um, that's what I started my business in um in kind of like uh helping people out of pain um yeah. but in a, in a physical sense but then obviously i got more into like the body and understanding is like the, the massive emotional component into that which is like kind of overrides most of the shit uh and then with all the stuff that happened to me is and then starting coaching like kind of bringing those concepts together and i was like oh okay this is kind of what i'm supposed to do um, so found purpose in that as well. It's, um, I mean, one of the fundamental parts of that, that masculinity is, is physicality, isn't it? You know, the man is in, in, in the physical mm. and connecting with your physical self and having, yeah. um, having your body working and functioning properly, being as sort of strong, fit and healthy as, as you can be. Yeah. Uh, is really helps you to connect with your masculinity. It's certainly part of my journey as well. Yeah, yeah. It's and and I, and I think because like um, for me as well, the, the mental component of it. Because again, in the military, is like you're putting so many 
mentally challenging environments that are made as real as possible because obviously like continually because you know it's like there's a high percentage chance that something's going to kick off somewhere yeah like whether it's a war um which uh, was a part of it at a very young age is like war uh, a fucking fire a flood like i even was on a ship that crashed into a rock and was sinking so like the damage control is like all these things is like it's this intense mental environment which i really really love and it's like i need to use that strong mentality and like you need to keep cultivating it and put it towards something good otherwise i think you just go fucking nuts so it's like that's again is like another role is like taking that all that potential of air and like performance level and mentality and like putting that to something else because it's you know what you know the potential you have and the performance level you're used to um working at and yeah. it's like you need to either match that and like keep improving it you go below that then you feel all complacent and fucking uh. yep <laughs> yeah again you know I've, I've worked and i hang around with quite a lot of professional and and high uh high performance athletes uh, my box competitively and i hang around with quite a lot of professional boxers and and then you see the retired guys as well and the, the struggle that they have my dad is a professional footballer and he's he's, he's just retired as the head of the social science department in the university um so <laughs> but he's always there's always in his life this this competitive element i mean he played golf, ended up playing golf for jamaica do you know what i mean and it's just that always there's this thing in his life where he has to compete and function at this highly competitive level to bring back that that craving that, that he's always had i guess it's a yeah. bit isn't it you miss no. it it's um yeah it's definitely it's definitely something that is like if you have that is like directing it somewhere and i think that's why being here in like the mountains and stuff where it's like um i get a lot of that fulfillment and kind of like uh is is from is is from that and that's kind of like where that's kind of like where the retreats came from as well because like realizing how powerful they were and like taking people like friends who are like in got their own businesses and stuff that come out and they're like in a bit of a rut and a bit of a stuck and i'm like yeah. come on out in the mountains and like go in how um seeing how that you can like clear them out and, and not with any kind of like kind of wanky concepts or tools and that it's just like naturally like going to mountains and like clear out you're kind of disconnected and like stuff comes up for you you kind of work through it in that moment you yep. use the mountains as like a bit of a challenge and it's just like they're like dude it's like you need to fucking do something with this because it's like that's like fucking amazing that's like in such a short time i've like shifted fucking massively i'm like oh okay so how do you work with your clients then? Like, what's what's the deal? Obviously, you run, you run these um, uh, retreats and stuff like that. Just t talk us talk, talk me through that how it works and 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 the way that, the way that you do it. Yeah, well, it's like I do like um, like working with clients like uh, one to one as well. Yeah. Um, is but uh, there's the thing of like I like the the intimacy in person kind of uh, adventure type thing as well. So. Um, basically the concept for me is like is with the retreats out here in Andalusia there's like there's so many places to go it's like for like some of those beautiful places I've ever seen and it's the adventure component we have it's like we all fucking have it it's like a human part the adventure the play the getting fucking wild and primal and getting in nature and having fun and fucking around and basically being a kid again as well right so yeah. it's mostly based around that there's no oh man architect get it out yeah exactly it's like and it's like for me that really taps into people's natural fucking energy that gets squashed down in their fucking day-to-day -day. so because they're disconnected to that and that starts to filter out when they're in this environment is like they start to get so much more clarity and perspective outside perspective observer point of view um they might have like emotional stuff come to the surface because they're not distracted so for me, the main thing is like where people turn up at the airport and then everything is taken care of for you. You don't have to think about a fucking thing. There's no obligation to come on any of the adventures. If you wanted to stay in like the villa or wherever we are, you know, the grounds is like, you do basically, there's no expectation. It's like trying to get all these um, programs out of people's minds while they're there for this short amount of time and say, look, it's like, is do nothing. Because people have... Uh, a bit of a, an issue being still and doing nothing as well like literally doing nothing 
Yeah. Getting out of your fucking head. It's like all of the main fucking issues for people. We've learned a bit about that during this uh, un- the unprecedented yeah. times you've just exactly. been doing this lockdown. Um, yeah. the, the sense of being... Yeah. Um, I've done a few, I think both of us have sort of social media posts uh, talking about it and it was certainly interesting for me um, going back into the kind of like that, that masculine energy which is always doing, driving, building, being active, planning, controlling, you know, um, and this thing. And, and when lockdown first happened, um, I was in a relationship at the time so I kept myself busy doing that. So I was supporting her, I was supporting my ex-wife, uh, my mum, my kids and everyone while they were all like needing needing some sort of strength. But I was like, da, da, da. But when they all settled down into it, I was left like, okay, Shit. what am I going to do? Um, and even someone as self-aware as me, I'd, I've, I've spent the last few years really connecting with my masculine energy and stuff like that. And it was like, okay, well now I need to, this isn't going to serve me getting through this period um, of just sitting and being like, cause I don't have any control. I do not know how long this is going to last. I do not know what's going to get thrown up next. I do not know what's going to go on with my business. I don't really know what's going on with my thing. So what can I control? I was like, you know, the only thing is how you deal with it. Right. And so I, I got well into just, just being and stepping into that more feminine energy where it's just about receiving, being, going with stepping into my flow and and stuff like that and a bit like when you when you're training right the muscles grow in the rest period and so when you give people that time and space like you said that's when uh that's when the ideas come popping in and that's when when actually they get a bit of time to to see things a bit clearer don't they it's it's a i think that's a a, a big kind of struggle for guys as well because like you say is this we're in this doing mentality and this kind of idea of what a man is and a man should be and it's just like all of this and it's like when do you kind of get taught that where it's just like this kind of stillness because it's like and again I think uh, men in like say a generalization is like emotions and feelings are something that is kind of can be alien to a lot of guys yeah and like when you are like in that space of like doing nothing and being in stillness yeah. as well that shit's gonna come up because it's yeah. like we all have fucking suppressed shit it's like we all do. It's just like we all have suppressed shit. We all have stuff that's been stuffed away. And it's just like when you're in that space, it's like that's when it kind of comes up. And it's just like you're going to want to, like maybe the anxiousness is like, oh, I, I, it's like you, in your mind it might be like, oh, I need to be doing something. It's like I can't just sit and do nothing. I need to be doing something. No, it's like you're avoiding. But you might not know that. But it's like, uh, but you need to. And that's the, for me is like the mentality is just like, well, it's uncomfortable like change and transformation is uncomfortable. It's just like, you have to fucking accept that, that it's just like, that is, is not always, doesn't have to be like always a massive struggle and suffering, but it's like, it's uncomfortable, man. Well, that's, that's the point, isn't it? Almost that we, we kind of have this idea of, of stress and struggle and we kind of identify with that and let's go out and do battle and fight and stuff. And a lot of times when you work with guys, you realize that that's the kind of energy that they want to bring into their internal work as well. And you're like, nah, actually, like, that's the kind of, that's, that's the wrong energy. But there's, there's, a, there's a fear. fear. And yet, yeah, you know what? More, more women are ex- experience this stuff as well because a lot yeah, sure. that I come across, they're zipped up in their masculine energy as well. This whole yeah. doing, building and everything else like that is that dysfunctional masculine energy, mm-hmm. um, which, which has its uses and it, and it has its place. But really, it's all about the balance, isn't it? Um, you have to bring in some of this calm and, and stopping and, and that feminine within within all of us um, to be able to to be able to grow. And like you said, connecting with our emotions is a is an interesting one for a lot of guys, isn't it? It can just be yeah. really bloody scary. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I remember the first time is like I went on a retreat with my mentors and like they had uh, I can't remember the name of what it does now, but it's like the emotional release work. And um, they were saying, like, oh, this is Tim. He's uh, like uh, emotional, which is like emotional release work, like deep shit, like really fucking good, like amazing. Yeah. And uh, uh, I was like, okay, I'm not talking to him while I'm here. Yeah. And like, I kind of avoided him for four days until the last day when I was like, oh, I'm going to go into it. So it's like understanding it's like, I think we all have that same, like you say, you're laughing because it's like, yeah, it's something to laugh about. But before, like at the time, it's like you don't, you're scared of it. For sure. And it's like, you're afraid of it and it's just like it feels like when it's in your head and in your body it's like feels like it's the 
it's the like worst thing in the world and it's it's like really heavy shit but i went afterwards even shame which is like the fucking deepest one people say well don't talk about shame i'm like no motherfucker is like you need to fucking talk about it but it's like in your head it's like the worst thing in the world because it's like shame you attach as who you are is like an identity which don't realize how much that fucks you up in your relationships your work in fucking everything in your health and your body but afterwards always it's look back and think fucking how i was making such a fucking big deal out of that and it's like really no one actually gives a shit like in the best way like no one gives a shit it's like everyone's got their own shit going on and you're you're worried about what how people will perceive you and all this shit it's just it's a massive physical release i mean one of the things i do is that timeline therapy and i remember when i went on my my courses and and, and my training in nlp and, and and timeline therapy and i had no idea because what we what we mostly do is uh suppress all of this stuff so that we can just function and we get so used to it. And you ask most people whether they've got any shame or guilt. And they'll go, no, shame of what? Like, you know? And it's like, yeah, you have, mate. You've, what you've done is you've just pushed it over there to such an extent so that you can, t- can continue to function. But that's yeah. basically all you're doing. You're functioning. Um, because un- unless you recognize it and unpack it, um, don't get me wrong. If you, re- if you recognize it and you're living in this shame and your guilt, you're not going to function. Um, very, very well. So you've got some people who are stuck in, stuck in that bit. So it's about recognizing it, unpacking it, but then and healing it as well um, is really important. But I remember, Mike, I had no idea I was carrying around the guilt. I had zero idea. And I remember like timeline therapy, what we do is we take people back and we release the negative emotions that attach to past events. Um, so anger, fear, hurt, sadness, and guilt. And I, rem- I literally remember doing the guilt part and the physical change in me. I felt like I took off a rucksack. I'd been carrying around a rucksack with a hundred bricks in it my entire life. And I had no idea I was even carrying it. I didn't know I was that like, um, and when I took it off, it's just like, what? And guilt, guilt and shame, neither of them, they don't serve anybody, do they? They have zero purpose whatsoever. They're like the heaviest, like we talk about like density of energy as well. Like people feel like kind of like, even in physical appearance is like, yeah. you can look, you, you can almost see in somebody if they're kind of carrying it as a slave yep. because I mean, it's like you say, that's my favorite analogy as well is like the backpack full of rocks yep. because it feels like that. And it's like when you, but you don't realize because that's your normal, but when you like start working through this shit and, and releasing it, it's like, you do feel like you're fucking floating on a cloud, but you can also have this massive crash as well because it's like, you've been holding on like this for so long. Yeah. When you let go of it, oh, and you realize how much energy you've been using up by keeping all this shit contracted and held in. Yeah. And like you can, you can literally see somebody instantly change their physical appearance. Beautiful, isn't it? By shifting it, and it's fucking, it's mental. It's a beautiful it's thing. And then, yeah, yeah, I still recognise it in myself sometimes. Um, but yeah, when, like when you watch when you watch clients go through that process as well, and you see the physical difference uh, yeah. in, in them afterwards, and it is, it's all around that area of the body, isn't it? Those shoulders. Um, that's where that's where it sits. That shame and guilt stuff. Um, so you take the guys up into the mountains and you, they're, they're, they get some, they get the space and the time and they sort of confront their stuff. Yeah. How do they then work their way through it? And kind of- um, simply by like, for me, like for my, for my, my role in that, cause I do it like you, you kind of know roof, don't you? As in like, you've seen, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. uh, we run those to kind of together. So it's good to have, for me, I found out I, was, I did one on my own last year and I thought, you know what? It's good to have, somebody there as well so i can like have different roles and my role is more like i feel like to just observe people because like when for me and it's a kind of like a concept on the naked mountain man as well it's just like the whole naked is like the strip back yeah for sure the, the strip back side of things it's like when you're in that space and like when you're putting like if we're doing cliff jumping one day or um doing some kind of bouldering or a bit of climbing and it's like you don't have to be super fit to do this shit as well it's like uh it's um, more the fun side is like you can I can I'm looking at to see how people operate and like uh, and how they behave and like their towels and stuff like kind of like poker yeah. because it's like you can't hide it so I'm like picking up all of this and you know, just like kind of knowing when um, somebody is like you kind of to have a conversation with somebody and generally it's around dinner time as well so like for me being a chef as well understanding the 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 how food brings people together as well like yeah. it's more probably not so much these days but like 
you know, more in old days, it's like the, the feasts and meals would like, it's bringing people together. It's, it's commune and like community and like connection. And it's like, it would generally be conversations around the, the dinner table. Um, and people just chatting with each other that they connect with in the group. So I'm not trying to like control anything so much. Just understanding that what happens naturally if you just put people in these kind of spaces, environments, and in front of these certain things, it's like humans, is like you, you kind of know what's going to happen. So you can kind of relax. And then it, it's just working through that as, as it comes up. So like cliff jumping, for example, it's like the fear thing. It's like um, it's the... It's the um, people going through their fear process. What I'm looking is like, I can see that's how you do everything in life, basically. That's your, your fear process. That's what, like, where else do you do this? And it just, it's just more clarity and like um, awareness coming up like in a rapid kind of fire. And then it's like you kind of see that. And because you're outside of your bubble is you're looking in and you can see all of this very, very clearly. It's like, holy shit. And people are like... Um, is the clarity people have is like amazing. And like, obviously sometimes some, some people get emotional too, which yep. is, which is cool. Um, it's fine. It's like, uh, it, it's, but it's just kind of like work through that generally in like conversation. It's like the mountains loosen shit up and kind of the challenges and do that. And like bring is like the shit comes to the surface because there's nothing distracting or keeping that down. Yeah. So it's going to be like, hello, and then you just kind of like work through that and like have fucking just normal conversations, man. It's like not, no fancy tricks or fancy, like even like fancy fucking coaching questions and that. It's just like intimacy, yes. intimacy, vulnerability and trust. There for me, like the big ones yeah. is like when you have those, especially like trust is one thing I always hear. And that's like, for me, is like the biggest compliment is like, oh, I trust you. It's like, you fucking need that for somebody to really open up for sure. that trust and vulnerability and like where, you know, you're not going to be the, the, the thing of like, Oh, am I going to get judged? Am I going to get rejected? Is like, and it's like that we have of why we don't honestly express fully. Um, yeah. It's quite a natural kind of process. Yeah. Um, I mean, I kind of like, there's a, there's a lot of talk and understanding. Literally that's kind of coach's job, isn't it? It's just holding space for people yeah space um that's that is pretty much our role and and let them kind of everybody has the answers within themselves it's not our job to to provide them with with any of that it's providing that that space the non-judgmental safe space for them to to solve it themselves and literally that can just come by by talking um talking to themselves pretty much and they yeah and i think that's one of the um the things as well is like, because again, it's like as coaches as well, you can kind of want to come from ego and try and solve problems oh, and all this yeah. sort of shit. It's like we're all human, but it's like, I think the most is like always trying that. It's like the more you can just shut the fuck up and listen, yeah. like intently listen. Like people can tell that energetically as well between people is just like how present somebody is. It's like if someone's super present and they're just like, you feel like is you can just kind of get this stuff out. That's kind of like, being pushed down or mentally it's all fucking blocked in and just like clear that out. And then all that nice clarity and lightness and all this is like, is actually behind that. Um, and, and just seeing that time and time again, it's just like, really, it's kind of like you take yourself and your ego out of the equation and just being like, look, it's like my job is to be as present as possible to show trust, um, um, to show vulnerability as well because it's like I think people need that permission sometimes to like yeah. is by if like you, you, like you go first it's like you go first and it's like oh it's just like oh it's okay to do that and like people feel more uh, inclined to like to kind of let that loose a bit more and open up and and yeah but for me as well always is always to remind people like especially on the retreats like in the in coaching as well like in one-to-one -one, working with one-to-one -one guys it's like but on the retreats, it's like, it's like, this is all good shit that you've done here, but this is not the work. This is yeah. the clarity. This is like, you might have shifted some stuff. It's like, when you go back to your environment, you're either going to get sucked back in and carry on, which is going to make you feel worse. Yep. Or you're going to go back, like you're going to be like consciously now in, in, with intention to go back. And not have to go back and go, right, fucking just change <laughs> Divorce, change the job, sack the yeah, job, yeah, yeah. the house. <laughs> it's just like, it's just, you've, 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 you've shifted that, you've kind of mentality and perspective and like go back and, and put these things into practice. 
yeah. um, and like and have patience and like is like things will start to change but you you if you just go oh yeah i feel better and like after this retreat yeah i feel great oh that was fun and then you go back it's just like well you go back into the same shit that's not it's like that's exactly why you came because it's like you want to change shit so it's like you've got to go back now and like do the thing that people struggle with the most is yeah. is is take the take the actions take the plunge um how how important is it to to create these kind of men only environments um i feel that's something that is needed now more than ever because for many reasons uh, one again coming from the military and like understanding part of what i was missing when i left was that like the, the like you hear from military guys i'm sure you have as well like you kind of you make you make bonds and relationships in the military like nothing else yeah like like tight as fuck because of what you go through together because you're on the same mission is like you understand each other you you have this strong bond and connection so and like for me the whole thing like men need other men you need that kind of man like kind of man tribe and it's like uh, and it's not just about getting smashed with your mates down the fucking pub or stuff like that it's like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's different to that um especially when it comes to like expression and and and, and feelings and stuff it's and another one as well is because it's like it's not a woman's job so if you have a if you have a partner or something like that it's like it's and this is where you go into the rabbit hole of the dynamics between men and women as well where it's like not a woman's job for you to be kind of it's not about not being able to be vulnerable and like show your emotions in front of them but it's not to be the kind of the you rely on them to sort your shit out for you and all that sort of stuff. It's like they, it's, it's they wanting them to be your mother. Yeah, exactly. And then puts them in their masculine as such as well. They like that puts women in their masculine as well, which is like, again, whether they're aware of this or not, it's like, it's not what they necessarily want. So well, it's like that. A lot of women say they do because consciously it sounds like the right thing to say is I want my guy to be vulnerable. I want him to be able to pour his heart out. I want to be able to provide that space. But actually, mm. from, from, from my experience, the reality of that is somewhat different. And, and it's not, a lot of times it's not done intentionally, but there is a loss of attraction when, yeah. when you do that too much and too often, um, which is, and they're your only outlet for this stuff. And a lot of guys instinctively, I, I believe because of the, that, that whole mother thing, um, seek out women to, to do that with. And one of the things that we've, we're both about actually is, is, is providing this space for guys. Because there's something more powerful. Women, women realize this. They go in, into their women-only groups. And to be emotional and vulnerable and speak about these things in front of your group of peers um, is a much more powerful experience I, from what I've seen because it's – there's a different strength required to, to do it. Um, it conquers this idea of shame and weakness and stuff like that. And it's a different level of vulnerability, isn't it? Um, where you're being held in a different way and in a different energy. I, and I think there's different ways to process as well between men and women. Like I think men is like, yes, it's like you can hold space for them, but there's like, there's, I think there's, it's like there's times when there is gets to be like some directness in there as well. Some like, you know, direct yeah. communication, like to the point. Because yeah. like, again, kind of, I think uh, for guys, it's kind of like that. But also, in a sense of like, where you you, it's not just like man the, it's not man the fuck up and, and get on with it. But calling it, it out when you see, it. yeah, it's like it's like calling you. Like, I mean, I don't know what you're like, but I love it when if people call me out on my bullshit. I'm like, thank you because yeah. I can't see all my blind spots. For sure. I know I'm imperfect yeah. and I have It's not always my initial reaction, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's like you get fucking triggered with that. It's like, it's your shit and it's like being able to take that. And that's like a big part of it. But it's like, uh, yeah, it's like, thanks, man, for like, I appreciate you. And actually, it's like, I value you as like somebody that I could trust because it's like, you're being honest with me and you can call me out on my bullshit, but you also do it in a way of just like, not in like, in, a, in, a, in an attacking way. It's just like you do it because you care. There's this kind of mix of things like you do that because you fucking care. And it's like a kind of um, a type of compassion, but also is, is yeah, because I appreciate that if someone calls me out on my bullshit because it's like you want fucking progress, you want to understand. But then with the, sometimes I think with the, 
it's knowing where on this spectrum to kind of sit with people and what's needed in what time because some guys might be in that kind of real emotional state and they just kind of, you know, they need one, to let One it. step at a time, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, might yeah, need actually, what, <laughs> Yeah, what they need, they might need actually, you might to see them as like, they need to fucking let rip with something and like get out. So you, it's like you get to make them feel comfortable that they can fucking do that in your space. Because like sometimes when we do that, it's like the weakness thing, isn't it? It's like these things we have programmed of like what, as a man is like these things that you do is like, if you do that, then you're weak. You're a weak man. Like if you're like really emotional and crying about something or it, it's uh, it's like this weakness and it's just like, no, that's the vulnerability, which is seen as weakness, but is actually the strength because you're it's healing. Like, it is, it is strength. And that's the point, isn't it? And that's where the misconception comes in because we look at that moment. And even in, in that moment when you're in floods of tears or you're incapable, you know, or you're, or you're like, just in that vulnerability, in that actual moment, you might be weak in, in all sorts of ways. But the, the purpose of it yeah. is that when you come out of it and when you unburden yourself of all that stuff, you are absolutely stronger um, afterwards. And that's, that's the point. That's where the strength is really is, is yeah. like we have to let go of this stuff. We have to be able to express it because in all of that stuff, um, it, makes us, it makes us stronger. Yeah, I think that I think that part of the weak, the feeling of weakness as well is like uh, is because you are again this whole my thing is like stripped back is like stripping yourself back to your core. Yeah. It's like you're just the armor's off. It's yeah. like we all have that, whether we realize or not. It's like in some way the armor's off. You're very raw and like open and exposed yep. and like kind of sensitive, and it's just like it's. Um, and it's like, it's like the fear of being in that place because you are so open and like transparent and it's just like, <gasps> like people to see you like that. And it's like, uh, I think that's like a, a part of that kind of vulnerability too. But again, it's like more the reason is like my mind for that is it's like knowing that and like having those things come up, like, you know, they're, they're going to, they're always going to come up in some way. Sometimes like you're human as well, right? It's like, like you're not yeah. going to get a point like, oh, the work's done. He's like, I'm good now. No, it's never ending, man. It's never ending. Yeah. Um, and again, that's something I realised over the over the last few months in in during this lockdown process is actually and and the relationship I was in at the beginning was uh, sort of falling in love. That opened up the plaster. The lockdown opened up the plaster. So where I thought where I thought I was, it was just like, hang on a minute, this has pushed pushed me back. But also then again, that's a that's a great opportunity, right? To to do to do some to do some more growth. So I've spent the last few months predominantly working on myself actually, um, which has been brilliant. And I think like the, you saying that as well, like for me, one, some of the, one of the things that really fucking fires me up as well, which is like um, super important is like, you, you hear a lot about confidence coaching and like confidence and stuff like that, which is fine. It's just like, it's just what resonates to me is like, it's more like to talk about courage more. Cause it takes fucking courage to exactly. like to do that shit. And it's just like, you might not feel confident sometimes when you're doing that. And it's like <laughs> when you feel kind of exposed and raw, it's like, you probably don't feel pretty fucking confident in that time. But like courage is just like knowing that it takes courage to go in into that shit and to, to choose to go into this discomfort and like sometimes emotional pain or whatever, because you know that that is like exactly what you need to fucking do. Because uh, yeah. the other side of that is more kind of healing, more growth, and like everything on the outside in your life will benefit. Whenever you feel that resistance, right, the growth is always on the other side of that. If you're unconscious or your internal things again, no, I don't really want to do that. Quite often, on the other side of that, I've 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 learned that over the last few years. Like if there's stuff that I don't want to do, I felt it about meditation was a big one for me. Yeah. And I even came up with a blag that I used to do active meditation. I even coined. And, give it a name. I was like, yeah, so I do it when I go boxing and I do my shadow boxing, skipping or your cat as martial arts stuff or whatever. Yeah. I get, I get into the zone and which you do, but it's a different thing. And so like, I just used it as an avoidance thing for actually sitting down and doing proper meditation, like on my own. And there was this massive resistance there. Um, and, and the kind of fear of well, what happens, just be with your thoughts. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was something I've I've overcome. I I've, I continually face. It's a struggle that I continually face. Do you do that? Do you? I guess you do. Do you do quite a bit of meditation? Um, like 
off and on. I mean, like in, in lockdown, I was like daily. I was like daily, every single day was like doing that. And it was like, um, but again, like you with like, there is different types of like meditation. Is. Cause I, it's like, sometimes I will sit, I do a lot of mental imagery stuff as well for like, um, uh, for creating and like ideas and that. I do a lot of mental kind of future imagery stuff. Um, but again, it's like, for me, like if I'm washing the pots, or especially like in the mountains. Yeah, like in the mountains as well is like, is because there's no fucking noise. And that's what I like is like, have you read um, Ryan Holiday's Stillness is the Key? No. That's a fantastic book. Um, talks a lot about like a lot of like um, famous leaders and kind of artists and that, and like saying about stillness is saying like, stillness does not mean sitting down and doing nothing and meditating always. It's like, it's like the, it's like where like, you, like you actually use the mountains as an example, like being in the mountains where there's no distractions. It's like, there's nothing around you to distract. You're in nature where you're supposed to be, where you're fucking yeah. from. And it's like that kind of, um, the movement where you're kind of, you're, um, you're moving the energy around as well as you're kind of like uh, is you're in that state of stillness. And again, that's something that I've been really enjoying doing actually is that, that whole getting out to nature. Um, it was, I had um, a guy called Gareth Riddy who you guys have to have to meet. We will, we'll all have to come over one day, go up the mountains together, but uh, he's a, he's a kind of, he's a healer but former MMA fighter and, and, and uh, physical masseuse and all that sort of stuff. And um, I had him in my, in my group doing a talk and people were asking us what our number one kind of top tip for our for health. And mine's always drink more water. And his was grounding, like get out barefooted into nature. And I was like, it was kind of something I was aware of a little bit. Um, but I was thinking if Gareth, if that's Gareth's number one top tip, like I'm, I'm having that I'm, and I'm off. Um, and I've been doing it pretty much every day. And it's funny how your body gets addicted to it. My feet now crave it. Like every day, my feet are like, yeah, when are we going for our walk? Like, we want to do the grass thing, please. Um, where are we, when are we hugging the trees? And I've now become almost kind of famous for my little tree hugging selfies and stuff and my barefoot walking. And it's encouraged quite a lot of people, but the power in that such a simple thing, just being out and being the presence is an interesting one um i started off listening to the birds like and i was like okay see how many how many different birds where they are uh all the different types of calls and i was like wow so many and i previously i would have just ignored that you wouldn't even hear it It'd just be kind of background noise and the presence that that brings the second one was um looking at the different shades of green seeing how many different shades of green i could see <laughs> here's the thing first of all i went about it in a very masculine way i was like wow i'm gonna count them. um i'm gonna do this as a project and see how many different shades of green i got and i started and like after <laughs> when i realized how many there were i gave up and that was when the real presence came it was just um seeing them just seeing the green and accepting that that's that that's what it was i was just gonna see it it's and that's the thing is like there's many ways and i think that's a, a, a good point as well with you there where it's like it's um there's like everybody has their processes that work best for them yeah there's no like no for sure one thing oh you, this is the best things like no it's like what what like what is my best things that is like might not be yours it's just like and it's like i think part of that is helping people discover those as well because like there are a lot of things that get kind of lost in people too and it's just like that really helps that when you have a natural connection to like oh yeah these are the things that are like really really help me but not might not be um what other people subscribe to or whatever and it's like it doesn't fucking matter for sure there are some fundamentals like you said though but being being out in nature being out in nature is is something that's really really lacking and it's something that i definitely want to promote moving forwards so a bit of a, the part of the evolution of, of the modern man is realizing what we, we were talking about this the other day about the stuff we're missing from, from back in the day, from ancient times. And certainly we're animals like, and our physical beings need to be connected to the earth. 
and the power of that is undeniable for me um and taking the time out time out to do that which is i guess part of what what you do and what you promote in, with with your retreats and the power yeah. of that and, it, and again like that was again i think i said to you when we chatted the other week is like a lot of the stuff that's kind of like um that are my in i suppose in the, my business now of like the ones that are like haven't really been consciously thought of and like created there it's just like they've been natural kind of natural occurrences of actually living through my own uh expression and values and like and creating that life and then these things have started to come along with that with like the business and formed in part of that as well so it's it's like kind of a really that i really enjoy that kind of um part of it too because for me that's like very purpose-based as well it's like it's it, it's it comes from a different place but uh but yeah the the um the retreats for sure is like uh yeah because one because mate is like again it's the adventure playing fun like this stuff can be taken really seriously this work and it's just like yeah. it's it's not supposed to be like that it's no. not the more adventure <laughs> playing fun you can it, it, it brightens people up and actually if you want to engage engaging people and getting encouraging them to do it is taking the fear out of it and bringing in the fun right playtime yeah then miss that we miss that playtime with other guys though like, you know yeah um again and playing in the mountains what's better yeah and it's like um it's like again like laughter and humor is like one of the greatest healers isn't it it's like yeah i always feel it's like when i'm in a, like uh if i'm in a place that's like kind of not so much of a good place it's like i don't want like sympathy and stuff like that i want someone to like that knows like to come and like um drop a funny or like take the piss out of me or something or like it's like remove the seriousness because it's like it doesn't have to be fucking serious it's like if you're if so, if you're able to laugh and smile about something in that then it's just like how serious is it and how actually real is it if you can do that it's um so for me there's that like just basically is like take the piss out of as much as possible as you can um it's, uh, which is like in these times is quite uh, it's, it's, it's a difficult one because everyone's so on edge and sensitive and like it's like it's everyone's opinion and like what you can say what you can't say and that it's just like it's just fucking mental like humans are crazy we're all crazy we are crazy complicated monkeys man crazy complicated monkeys about, yeah, yeah. I, sometimes we just need to strip all of that back don't we and just um, understand about being Mate, yeah. tell me, man, we're going to have to wrap it up now. Tell me a little bit about what you've got on offer at the moment and how people can contact you and come play in the mountains with you and stuff. Okay, so I have, like, social media, um, Facebook's Craig Barlow, Instagram is The Naked Mountain Man, um, website, which is kind of more just for, like, some info on, like, what I've got on is, like, um, thenakedmountainman.com. And... Uh, we have retreats, so wild man, wild woman retreats, because it's like to bring both sexes into that too, is like the wildness in there, and also a men's only one um, come in September, October. Info's on the, on the website for that. And uh, I've just put out this week is a private men's um, subscription group um which is only going to be like it's going to be maxed out like a hundred guys because like i want it to be like intimate and kind of close connection um like small tribe type thing so uh i'm just uh actually launching that this week and mentoring i'm doing like uh one-to-one mentoring with guys too which is like a minimum six months and that's pretty much by as you get it's like just by message for that message and connecting with guys be honest um, with that side um yeah i think that's all got on at the minute wicked so yeah that's it man craig barlow the naked mountain man i have just booked my flights out to malaga to go and see my brother anyway in a few weeks and uh, we're definitely gonna spend the day together going up going up in the going up in the mountains for sure man i, I don't know about cliff jumping there brilliant craig it's been an absolute honor thank you very much for joining us um if anybody wants to to join craig out in the mountains go on his website the naked mountain man dot com dot com um and and check him out and find out more thanks very much buddy i shall see you in a couple of weeks
people hope the sockers are from other man Still no master snow from the deserts at the hottest sand We put together positive plans of action To sophisticated paper grass for an ape scratching walls with the rock in his hand Like the pioneers that plot the land I travel far through the lines of the paragraph We got priests but we're godless Trying to breathe but I'm coughing Trying to leave the couch but